Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Somebody say Michael Politz. The Michael Politz. Ooh, it's a Not wild just day. Michael Politz. It's a wild day out west today. It is a well. You know what we have? We have incredible hmm? forest fires. Well, let me tell you this. I went to the doctor this morning. And I enjoyed it. I of course I I love it. I go I try to go four times a year. You know what he says to me? Can I see you in six? Can I see you in six months? And I'm just like, bro, I love coming here. I mean, there were people there. They like you had to have your mask on, and they took your temperature, and they asked you if you had diarrhea, and if you had shortness of breath, and if you had um, what was the other, and if you were nauseous. And I said yes, 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 as usual. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, what? I'm always, yes, that's, is that not normal? Because I'm Jewish. She said, oh, then she checked the Jewish box and said, okay, you can go through. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's funny. No, you don't get that joke? I but think that's true. right. She was true. And then they, then they ask you to go and punch your stuff in and touch something. And then you get a squirt. I mean, they're, they're like, it's creepy. But it was fun. And the doctor shakes my hand like raw. I'm like, people don't do this anymore, bro. Like, would you shake your doctor's hand? I, I don't I don't know what the the the, the uh, visit was for in the first place. It was a proctologist. Did uh, you shake your proctologist hand? With or without the glove? With it, he had no glove. I said wrong, no glove. Oh, then I'm shaking all day long. With the yeah, glove, so I'm gonna think twice. Yeah, it was a weird day, right? Like that's what the morning started. Like, it's been really a really weird. weird day, though. We're in this weird time. Well, Creeping up on natural rosé day later in the week. We're going to be sipping rosé, right? You can sip rosé all day. Well, some well, people can. That's not well, my I, bag. I don't, yeah, I don't like I love rosé, though. I, I, I think it's well, going to be cheeks a... Are, does anyone ever told you your cheeks are a little rosé? Uh, no, but you know what? Uh, we have an amazing lineup of guests all week long. It's like vaudevillian show today, I think. Isn't well, it? today, I you know, so we... We have a lot of friends in the business. We do? And that's sort of like a theme through everything that we do. When you and I, remember when you and I were like first talking about doing a show together and we were going to do a show where your tagline was, just tell them I sent you because everybody knows who you are out in Las Vegas. Just tell them I sent you and that'll be what you need to get in the door. I always say that. I always say membership has its privileges too. Right. I say that to my people that want free articles and the 12 million readers that I have. But I'm like, you know, you got to buy, you got to pay. I got mouths to feed. I got mouths to feed. So, Speaking of mouths to feed, let's talk about Leela. Well, <laughs> one of the things that we do is we reach out to our friends in the business. And it almost doesn't matter what industry you're in or what part of the world you're from. You have become an online communicator in a way that never was before. You know, when we first saw the Jetsons with those 
telephones that had screens where you saw the person you were talking to. It seemed so. Do you far think that'll off. ever happen? Do you think that you think there'll ever be a telephone that you can see who you're talking to? <laughs> Not it's like crazy, that. Right? I know, crazy. Oh, this, yeah, it yeah. seemed yeah when we were kids, it seemed so far away, but here we are, and so now. We're all communicating in a very different I just, way. I just want to say it was much farther away for you than it was for me. That's true. No, I waited longer. I waited longer. No, no it's not. <laughs> I, I, I waited much longer. So, but seriously, listen. Yeah. There are people who are trained professionals that we know who yeah. are experts in communications, in media training how to make the Zoom work for you, how to set up your camera or device so that it looks good. What about lighting? Is what that about their occupation? Background? They get paid to do that? Yes. And you know you know what industry we're also really sort of tapping into right now are the performers. Yeah. So the Screen Actors Guild and the uh, Federation of Television and, and Radio Artists, the AFTRA, SAG-AFTRA, they're often talked about in the same realm Who's the president of Screen Actors Guild right now? Who is? I'm wondering if you know. Uh, well, we're going to talk I think it's Gabby. I think it's Gabby. I may be oh. wrong, but I think it's Gabby. Your Gabby. Well, I know. She's not my Gabby. But she's I'm, everyone's Gabby. But Gabby we'll find out what we did today was we have reached out to our friends in the business that can help turn us all into the best version of our online communicating selves we can be with the kind of tips about lighting and microphones and and posture and sound and everything you could imagine needing to be a really good performer because now it's not enough that you have good ideas to participate in meetings you know what you have to do now is is you have to have the whole package in a way you didn't have to before and so, i thought you were i thought this was a trick because there was something wrong with me I thought well, you were like, we'll I'm going to be an expert we'll to show you what you're doing wrong. So Let's bring her on. Let's so Leela Von Singelhoff is here with us to tell us whether, in fact, we are the best versions we could be. Or maybe she'll even have a tip for us I and to talk about how the pandemic has, in, has in fact, affected the production right. world. Let's bring Leela on. SAG and AFTRA union performers and the production of shows. I mean, we've got a lot to talk about because- You think she's related, by the way? Is she related to the dancing hall family? I'll, I'll let you have the first question. I don't want to ask. Yeah. It'll embarrass me. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, Michael. Hello, Jennifer. Oh, Leela. excuse us. Glamorous, gorgeous. She does a great deal for the unions in the community and she is also somebody we would turn to to say, can you coach the best out of us? But well, thank you. Um, yes, I have been uh, in SAG after since uh, the early 80s. That is how long I've been in the business. Um, I have done a lot of performing, but I've actually done more work for our industry, our union. I am a board member of the Southern Arizona chapter. Uh, I help maintain um, regulations and rules that we have to abide by in our uh, business. And uh, <clears throat> right now we are on a little bit of a hiatus right now during, during this pandemic. So um, 
but we are still in contact and are having our monthly board meetings and keeping everything in check on the professional end. Right. And uh, I have three productions going on myself because I am a producer, director, uh, and editor myself, not just an actor, but I do uh, multiple jobs. And uh, mm -hmm. I have uh, three and four productions, union productions going on right now. And we even decided to use Zoom with oh. our uh, 3D imaging. And uh, we've been doing rehearsals on Zoom, and we're about to shoot on Zoom, too. So, because uh, we're let's talk about SAG and AFTRA and what the unions are and how they factor into the vital role that they play in the entertainment industry. Well, for instance, um, Arizona does not have a state initiative plan, uh, tax incentive, and a tax incentive plan, because like most states, they have uh, twenty to thirty percent um, off your taxes that you shoot here. Okay, uh, but. Uh, Last year, when I got onto the board, I made some inquiries on how to get our incentive back into place. And I said, let's go around to local businesses. Our, you know, like Ken's Hardwood Barbecue is a great place that right. I started with. You know him well. Yep. And uh, he uh, got to with me with uh, his advertising. And I said, you know, we need to go one step further, not just with advertising. We need to create our own incentive plan for SAG, like 20% off of at every restaurant, every uh, place that we can find, like Old Tucson. Right. I had old, um, I had the manager and stunt coordinator, Rob Jensen, on my show the other day, and we were talking about incentive plans uh, for statewide filming like giving a 20% to 30% on, you know, shooting at Old Tucson and using their facilities and um, costumes and their, their gunnery and everything like they have that, you know, they have a livestock there also you can rent for movies. And, you know, that's what we try to do is uh, go around and uh, ask, you know, local businesses, would you like to give 20% to SAG? You know, we only have maybe 50 to 100 here locally. Well, let's Tucson. talk about what SAG and AFTRA are nationally, because I think some people might not know about the union of professionals who perform in all forms of entertainment. Can you tell us what SAG is? Screen Actors Guild and... <clears throat> And after, uh, we are all together uh, as a one, as a uh, two different unions came together um, a couple years back and got together and decided we'll work better together than apart. You know, having uh, extras and other people that are into the industry, like stunt coordinators, um, they they are sorely misrepresentative in in our in our business excuse me and um you know they're not even sectioned off and get special treatment so union is allowing everybody to get paid what they should get paid and be fair you know when um when sag goes to war against you about a certain issue like uh, sexual harassment was the bigger issue of lately. And um, it, it's been a hard way to get around in Arizona because it's a right to work state. 
But we've kept a lot of bad players out due to the new strong um, control of Gabri Gabrielle Cacheras that she uh, she's moved oh. forward from. Uh, yes, she's still on from 90210. Yes, I know her well. My, one of my best friends is on that show. Ian, are you watching? Ian, come on board. <laughs> I love her dearly. And um, I'm glad what she has done for our union uh, of lately. And she's boosted us forward in a way that we have not been able to uh, in the past. And with this new coronavirus, she has kept us quite aware and up to, up to date on what is going on in L.A. and in here. See, we... We just uh, went up physically uh, by SAG we, because we're a right-to-work state. Arizona, Florida, and Georgia just got uh, permission to go back up and start filming. But we're under heavy restrictions with, you know, hand sanitizers, gloves, and masks. You know, let's talk. Oh, look at me. I look like you. Now, am I doing, am I doing this right? I want to make sure that I've got my background correct, my lighting. It's natural Absolutely. light. Actually, right now, your background is a black background, and uh, you had a kitchen background just a minute ago, but you've learned how to uh, use the uh, the virtual background imaging. Uh, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm uh, what's the word? I'm, I'm, I'm swarthy. You know what I mean? I'm going to be out there. And then Jennifer has, the, sometimes talking to Jennifer is like talking to a brick wall. Okay. <laughs> I love her brick wall. It's actually quite uh, complimentary to her. With my She's brick. Gonna... Hey, you guys. Since we let's get some tips, Jen. Ball, let's get some tips. Let's get some. I, tips. I have to say, Lou is very good about coming today because in the hospitality industry, when you're on the floor in the front of the house, welcoming guests behind the bar. A lot of people will tell you that that's like being on stage or you're performing. And there was a time when the restaurant business was just considered another form of entertainment. And you would have to go out for the evening and you'd spend as much money going to a play as you might go to dinner. And you expected it to be a show of its own. And so there's a certain amount of awareness that people in the restaurant business have about being sort of performers. However, when we are all thrown online like this and we're Can all- Can I say something right, right there on that subject? Yes. Because I know you don't like to be interrupted, but seriously, this is a serious truth thing. I know I've been joking around a lot today, but in this book, Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success, right here, that happens to be coming out on June 30th, 2020, one chapter, when I talk about opening your restaurant, it is act like you're in a movie. Act like it's a production. Where did Jennifer go? She's like hiding now. Act like it's a production, right? So I've what, th there's a whole section, a couple chapters on. All right, now you're casting your 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 team, right? Your who? What what do you want them to do when you're casting them? Your kitchen staff, because it isn't going into a restaurant a little bit like theater, right? Think about it as like a theater, right? Who's the greeter? What's that person saying when you first walked up? So it's like, ooh. What are you saying, right? What do you want your waiters to be like? What's the manager look like? You in your head already know these things when you're opening a restaurant, but people don't think like, let's just think of it as you're casting. When you're really hiring, but it's like you're casting. And I would not sit on the casting couch like Jennifer asked me to constantly. Go ahead. You know, I have to say, I was in the food business when I was growing up. I was a hostess with the mostest. And it's, it's very important 
to have an aviance uh, right. restaurant, you know, when you have the first person that greets you, it's your first expectation of what you're going to have on your, your plate. So if you have a good hostess that's welcoming you, you in and presenting we have these lovely specials tonight and we have a lovely bar setting and we have these lovely wines. It is like acting because you have to present yourself accordingly to what you're trying to present food, a beverage. I was a Budweiser girl. I knew how to present beer. <laughs> so Michael, we've got Lila with us in the hopes that she can take all of us in all dimensions of the food and beverage and hospitality industry that may not have as much actual broadcast experience because we've all become broadcasters. Bartenders are now teaching bartending classes online. Chefs are now teaching cooking classes online. Everyone has a life that now involves exactly what we're doing here. And so we reached out to a pro our friend in the business, Leela, about how to do this the best way possible. Do we need a special camera or can we use the camera in our computer? Do we need a special microphone or should we use the microphone in our computer? What are the things we can do to enhance the storytelling and the quality of the storytelling of the communication that we have to be doing, whether it's a Zoom meeting or customer service? Leela, where should we start when we're exploring? how to do this as well as we can do this? Well, I have to say um, a lot of computers have 720 DPI, and that is a very low pixelization. And now we're moving into 4K and 6K. And, <clears throat> oh, in 6K, we can see our pores. So we can see every little delicious bite of food. And the thing is, is having a clear picture. And some new modern computers have a um, better camera than most. Right. So if you have a good modern computer that has a 1080p, then you're going to get a good quality picture. But as for streaming, as we go into the, the next generation of streaming live, we're going to get into 4K and 6K. So... Um, what are you using right now? Because it's really lovely. <laughs> Thank you. It's a 1080p uh, ProLogic uh, ProCam because uh, I have to do uh, videotaping uh, for digital um, effects on Zoom right now what, since we have social distancing. So I've had to redo uh, everything from studio. I've moved to my house. So... Um, We've been shooting rehearsals and shooting commercial clips for our movies and our trailers so we can move forward and still stay socially distancing. Um, as we move forward in my studio, we're getting an, an ionizer uh, air machine putting in our office. So not do? just um, hand sanitizer, masks and gloves, but actually cleaning the air itself you know, and keeping it clean. So Layla, let me ask you, you've got a camera in front of you. I've got one in front of me and so does Michael. So does everyone who's getting on either a Zoom meeting or StreamYard, which is the service we're using. What tips can you share with us from a lifetime in broadcasting behind and in front of the camera 
to enhance our understanding and relationship to being quote unquote on camera. For a lot of us, this is the first time we've been on camera. What kind of on camera tips can you share with us about this moment in time where we're all kind of on camera? Well, women have it easy because we already do makeup. We already put on makeup, but the guys I find have it a little harder and they don't know about a little bit of powder or a little, uh, you know, to keep, uh, it's not so shiny because the higher you go in pixelations like 4K, shiny is your demon. Matte is your friend. Keeping yourself matte because your lipstick right now, your makeup right now, it's very beautiful. You know, your glasses right now, I actually can see you watching me through your glasses. So, uh, well, I'll take them off, but I do like there you go. Off. Take off. I like being able to see you though. So those are good tips. Me <laughs> <Thank> too. <laughs> so, so how do we approach, do we, are there checklists of things that make us camera ready? Am I camera ready? Are you, are, obviously you are, but as Michael, what do we do to become camera ready? Well, I have to say, because we're dealing with high pixelization, we want to keep it less busy in the background. See how I have it black and dark? And all you see is beautiful me. See, look at how he, Michael is right now. He's got a great lighting on him, but I would use a little bit of powder on that Ooh. forehead. I would definitely bring a little bit of his eyebrows out. His eyes more. He's got beautiful eyes. Yes, he does. But if he has a little bit darkened of his eyebrows, those are the frames of the wonder of the eyes. So you've got to have a little bit of dark. You know, Mary Leela, if I did that, I would look like Groucho Marx, you bet your life. If I was to put eyebrows on, I would be like, well, <laughs> it wouldn't work. It would. Leela looks like Linda Ronstadt in that yellow top, ready to go with her hair. I know. She does look like Linda Ronstadt. I love that. <laughs> I have, I've well, been looking for Linda Ronstadt pictures, but I can't. You know what? I'm trying to get her out of her cave because she, too, is a SAG member. But she, like every other celebrity that lives here in Arizona, likes to stay in hiding. But I would love to always reach them out and say, come join us, because I'm trying to build a conservatory. Before this pandemic, I had just got a, you know, a small little stipend amount from our national board to start our conservatory so I could start classes, so I could help our elderly because we have um, elderly that are on IMDb that are incorrect. Ooh. That's Linda, Leela, but you people would think it was you, wouldn't they? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Uh-huh, let's see. Let's do it again. <laughs> well, Linda, okay. now, I, miss, I miss her long hair back in the day, which it used to like wish she was, that's, that's her stone pony's hair. Hey, yeah. Leela, there's a camera in front of us and I want to watch you talking to me because that's how it feels like I want to be with you. But the reality is it looks better if I'm not looking at you. How do I deal with that? Do I look at you or do I look at the camera? Do I look past the camera? What are the tricks of the trade that will help me be more engaging to watch and to communicate with you? Well, I have to say um, of years of training, 
looking into the camera's eye is the best part of communicating. You don't feel like you're communicating because you're looking through the camera's lens. But after years of training, you start to realize that is the best view of you is to look down the barrel of the gun. People are getting accustomed to this um, in actual productions. It's the modality. But in the shooting of a TV show or a movie, looking into the camera, I don't have to see the other actor or the other interviewer because they're usually in the space with me. How do I adjust whatever's happening to be in this kind of Zoom or StreamYard communication? You want to hear my little secret? Yeah. I have kids. And since I have to deal with children, little googly eyes right above the camera eyes really helps you focus on the eyes of the camera. Oh, Honestly, that's what I do because the camera's eye, you can't see because it's blackened in. It's darkened in. Right. And as such, it's not. it's very hard to figure out where to look, like you said. But we have a we have a question. Googly eyes, right above them. I, it helps me focus exactly where to look. Jen, just follow my googly eyes. <laughs> we have a question, a question from Carolina Angulo. Maybe it's Angulo. Huh? Is there a specific app for virtual backgrounds? Mm. Well, I have to say, for virtual backgrounds, I like making them myself. Um, what does that mean? Well, I can make a multiple of, see, as an editor, I use Final Cut Pro or um, uh, Adobe Premiere. And Which I software programs or apps that let you manipulate the images that become the finished show or product. Exactly. And see, like with my, my one I just created, I took a picture of a uh, background of uh, a beautiful scenery of you know, cactuses with the sunset. Mm -hmm. And I put my old projector camera in the shot and uh, digitalized that. And then I started uh, manipulating the movement of the background of it. And it looks like it's actually moving background and it's actually a commercial still, you know? See, Layla. he's doing it right. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wrong way. Other way. Wrong Other way. way. There he, wait a minute. That way. That way. Backwards. <laughs> see, that way he's already doing it. He's see, he's learned out on how to do it because he's the controller. He is the man, the producer of the show. So Woo! he's in control of all of the background viewing. Can you control uh Jennifer's background? No. No. Ah, but see that's the difference. On mm -hmm. Zoom, we can uh you everybody can utilize their own backgrounds. Okay, so you as Here's a gassy one. Here's my green screen after I eat beans. That's what I, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Jen, do you like this one? I do, but I want to I want to follow up on that. So, it for, for if you're using Zoom or StreamYard, they have built-in um tools within the software that lets you be on that platform to control yes. the background. I don't need to go get a separate piece of software. So to Carolina's question, it should be involved and in, embedded into whatever as a tool in whatever you're using. Well, not necessarily because Zoom and, and Skype 
and uh, uh, what you guys are using, StreamYard. Uh, each of these different platforms have a different stream platform, okay? And they have different tools and different apps that they apply to. Um, I guess StreamYard allows Mike to be able to control his background, but he doesn't allow it doesn't allow him to control right. anybody else's background. Right. Skype allows you to control everybody's background and what you're, you're seeing. Um, they have the same kind of like format setting like you guys have. Um, it all depends on the, the producer package that you get with your, uh, your streaming package. And then on top of it, you got to make sure your streaming is a good streamline because, uh, in the past Comcast has had issues with their internet, uh, bouncing between modems. So, uh, you always have to lock in your modem, which one you're using. Like if you're using 2.4 or or 5 gig, preferably a 5 gig is better. Lila, I want to ask you the question. I've seen on TV people looking down into their cameras, looking up into their cameras. What's the optimum placement of your device for camera position for creating something like this? The camera should be looking eye to eye to you, if, if so. Uh, when you're doing something like this, this is a um, a conference room setting filming style. So we have to rely on the, the box set of what we're in, okay? Right below the breast area and no more than an inch above the head. You guys are appropriately set already. You guys uh, uh, have your natural form fitting. You know, you're not, you don't want to be too close, but you don't want to be too far away either. What's the rule of thumb? In, in radio, we use, you should be about one hand width away from the microphone. Exactly. What, do you, what do you use in this format? At least an arm length. An actual C, because where my hands are right here, the camera is exact, see? See, yours is right there perfectly. Mike's is a little farther away from him. Well, I can project. I've had training. It's very different between Jennifer and myself. Well, I've been trained. I've been trained by the best. There's the great thing is the farther the way you back, the smaller you look. Oh, you little thing, you. So that's a good trick to keep uh, your figure, because the you get uh, the farther you go back, the skinnier you look. But the thing is, is it's all about the solid colors. Because oh. if you had a solid color on, yep. See, Fila right now would have an uh, an issue unless you're they're sponsoring you. Um, well, the thing is, is that we have to in the union world make sure everybody's right. uh, T's are crossed and I's are dotted right. when it comes to sponsorship. So when you move forward, a good ring light. I have a good ring light right now on me, and shutting off all the other extra light around you is always so good for uh, having a virtual background. I have a green screen too, but it, it doesn't do as well as a white background on these recordings because camcorders have a, like your phone, they have a certain way of gripping you um, for green screen. So that's why you want to get something at 10, 
1080p, you know. Lynn, what's what's the most common mistake non-professionals make when thrust into this professional broadcasting type environment? Oh, I'm glad you asked that because that's the one thing that I I tried to teach others when doing this business is knowing your interviewer, um, getting their picture, getting their bio, uh, pre-blasting them on Facebook, on YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, every different social media outlet you can tie to your company. You want to hit every single one of them a week or two ahead of time to build up your viewers that want to view the person that you have that you're interviewing. Because like with me, I have John Carlos coming on in a couple weeks and he, he just finished doing the Mandalorian. Oh, I love John Carlos. And see, that's what I'm saying. You want to blast them. You want to get them out there and let everybody know that, you know, who your viewers are wanting to watch. For the last couple of weeks, I've been getting these really great uh, directors of independent film winners. Um, Russell Emanuel right now has won almost 45 awards as a director in the, the indie category. And I have been having him on several different times because he is amazing. He just keeps winning awards in his category. So, you know, we, we as the general public need to hear about them. Layla, one of the things before we let you go, I, I wanted to make sure we gave you a, a chance to talk about uh, something that I think is really interesting. It seems like things like uh, HGTV and the Food Network are creating pandemic film-it-yourself shows. Uh, comic Amy Schumer and her husband, Chef uh, Fisher, he uh, they're, they're filming a show at their house during the pandemic, and they're self-filming. Uh, there are shows on HGTV where it seems like it's like a do-it-yourself kind of show. We watch the Today Show or we watch CBS every morning and, you know, Gail's at her house and Tony DeCopel's at his house. We're getting used to this. Why what, aren't you? What's the word from your industry, from the unions, about what it means? Could we, Could is this part of our forever future? Yes. There's some part of this that's yeah. inevitable. This is why I wanted to talk with you about you producing your own cooking show. Because you, I think you should have your own little show in, incorporated with your uh, your show that you have here with food and beverage. I feel that you should do an inner piece on the side like Saturday Night Live. Because I was thinking you can incorporate a side piece where you could already uh, pre-tape it and air it on your show as a segment piece because I think you have a nice kitchen. I know you do. And I know you have a really big, big spoon that you really love to use. And I was going to help you uh, build your own TV show around, you know, this, because we can do this live just like this or pre-tape. And the show is called your big, big spoon. <laughs> yeah, her big, big spoon. That's a big ass spoon. And, big ass spoon. And is this too close to the microphone to be talking? Yes. <laughs> you have, Ted. You are like me. You have a big, booming voice. And the farther you are away from your mic, 
the less you Ooh. have distortion. Ooh, but in all seriousness, it feels like I'm watching shows that are being, you know, pandemic produced. Uh, what does that do to the industry? And I'm going to assume that Amy Schumer, uh, movie star Amy Schumer, uh, is a SAG member. So how does all that work? Uh, can you just throw on the Zoom and start broadcasting, even if you're a, a union member? Uh, well, yes, because it's you, you personally promoting yourself. Okay. So in our business, we had this little clause in our, um, in our contracts with SAG. We, it, SAG demands you to get paid, okay? It helps you get an outline and an understanding of how much you should get paid. You know, and, and everything that you do, like if they use your car, if they use your likeness, if they, if you want to do nudity, you get a huge bump in pay if you're a SAG member right. versus being a non-union person. See, Jennifer, I told, you said go topless and I said no, but now if I knew we would get more money, maybe I will. We would have gone that way. Maybe I will. Time to spend Jennifer English. The thing is about being SAG is being about a, a brother and sister group of fellow actors and entertainers that are striving to be paid. We perform this great service of entertaining you, and we should be paid by that service. And when we give our all, all makeup, all of us, our souls, our heart, our voices, and we give that up, we shouldn't do it for free. We should get paid. Even if it's a, a hat on the ground and coins are being tossed in it, we should get paid. But as in as entertainers, we have to self-brand ourselves like you guys are doing. If you do not take the moment and self-brand yourself, somebody will come along and self-brand you. Ooh, you that might feel good. That might feel good, little self-branding. Jennifer. And you want to brand yourself. You want to make who you are the brand, okay? And if you let somebody else brand you, you become their brand, not their your property. Brand. Yeah. So, so Layla, that's why I'm branding Jennifer because I, she's my property. Oh, really? Now? Yes. Now you know my secrets. They're out. But Leela, you've got to recognize that Michael's a star. He's got it. He's got a unique brand of it, but he's got it. It with an S-H. Well, the great <laughs> thing about radio is we didn't see our faces before, but now we have this. We have to make, we have to go that one up. And I hate to say it, but I think he would clean up very nicely. Put on a nice shirt, put on some makeup, and I swear, I think he would be absolutely gorgeous. Well, he has you. great That's the key to this job. You you can have the best face in the world, but if you don't have a voice to carry your message, it doesn't matter how good you look. Well, I am going to say that I was trained by a man who was um, very uh, very big in television. Jennifer, would you say? Yes. And he's a journalist. He was pioneering, actually, he, was, he pioneered yeah. an entire category of broadcasting. And his name was Robin Leach. Are you familiar with him? Oh, I love Robin Leach. I got to meet him once a long time ago, about 20 years ago, but he was a wonderful man. Yes, he was a, he, he, in my, in my book, the last sentence says, you know, champagne wishes and caviar dreams. 
in honor of Robin. Well, he was very influential. He was an amazing man, and he honestly he was ahead of his time. Yeah. Um, he could have done this what we do with Zoom and Skype and all of this. He could have taken it to a whole nef- another level. And, and by the way, he would have if it was yes, available. He would have. I could have. I, that man was so brilliant. It's like talking to Alice Cooper. Have you ever talked to Alice Cooper? He's a brilliant man. And you. Funny you know, say that. Huh? Funny you say Alice Cooper because you know who you know who Alice's manager is, Jennifer. No. Chef Gordon. I did. Who happened not to write that. the endorsement on the back of my book? Hello, back. Why is this conversation going back to my book? It's crazy what's happening. Yeah, Alice is amazing. He's amazing. We are a small community, aren't we? Yes, he is amazing. Man, he needs to read my book because I heard Cooperstown closed. Well, oh, I know. I'm so sad about that. You know, Michael, one of the things that is bound to happen is that I'm seeing restaurants and restaurateurs all over the world create virtual dining experiences. And, and, so, and charities too. Charities, they're charities. doing, they're saying, you spend a thousand bucks, you get this enormous meal from Honey Salt here in Vegas, and you get cocktail kits that you can make your own, and you're just donating to this congressperson or senator. It's insanity. I see it happening. And they're doing it. They're it's on fabulous. Zoom. But, but then you get together with people. And so all of the tips that Leela is sharing with us to enhance our awareness and our presentation, you know, for most of us, we might wear a little street makeup, but that's not the same thing as broadcast makeup. We know what bad makeup looks like. What does good makeup look like for this kind of activity? And where can you show Groucho us? Groucho Marx. I told you Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx. Uh, well, I, I always like to do a spray makeup because it less on your fingers and it's more sanitizing. So spray makeup of any sort. I love temp two. Temp two is one of my favorite because, um, a makeup artist back in the day introduced it to me when, um, you that Michael will find it for us and grab an image of it. If we can find oh, it. I can't do it that fast, but I use temp two as well as do my you? spray. Yes. Because you know. The artist in the house. She uses Tem2 sometimes. Uh, use Tem2? I was on Babylon 5 and they had to spray. I knew I recognized you. <laughs> I'm the neuron on the front of the uh, the cover. Jennifer, what's Babylon 5? <laughs> Not very many people know what Babylon 5 is, so thank you. I was a neuron and I was a security officer, and that was my very first thing that I actually got an A rated union lines on here here the body's over here captain the body's over here will you tell everyone what babylon 5 is because not everybody will know (laughs) babylon 5 was like star trek back in the day um it was actually going up against uh star uh star trek uh next gen um at the time um i it was a very fun show uh just it was just as crazy and sci-fi experience i should say um but it was on the uh the back burner of uh the universal lot so it was it was a great time of my uh youth. Who, who was the star of that huh was kevin sarbo the, was kevin the star of that who was the star of that? actually sarbo? it was um uh 
The guy that was Kanicki on Greece, I can't remember his name right now. Oh, he passed, he passed away. Yes. yes. And I absolutely loved working with him. And then when um, he wasn't able, Gary, um, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank on names right now. But Gary took over for him as captain. And um, uh, if I could think of Gary's last name, uh, he lived in my neighborhood in Studio City because I lived right across the street from the Samuel French bookstore. Uh, for the Sounds longest good. time, yeah. Well, I used to work uh, work uh, for a drama log that is now called Backstage. Back in the day, you know, and it was just uh, posting up castings on an actual board with, uh, you know, little pins before you go into CBS Radford. CBS Radford has changed a lot too now. Uh, since I haven't been up there, I went by and saw it, and it's so different. But uh, I used to live in Studio City, and it was a lot of fun because George Clooney lived up the hill, and David Boreales lived across the street from me. So I really uh, enjoyed my my youth of my twenties and being bulletproof. Uh <laughs> before we and we thank you for your generosity of time being here with us. But uh, before we let you go, uh, and and I want to make sure when you were mentioning something, it's as easy as literally clicking on a Zoom link to make a show today. Oh, yes. What are some of the things that you, because if somebody wants to avail themselves of this low threshold moment to get into Hollywood, let's call it, anybody can get into Hollywood today by virtue of doing a few clicks. What are some of the things that you want to make sure people are aware of if they want to have their own show? What should they do and who should they reach out to? Well, today is not about Hollywood. Today is a, it's a global market of entertainment. If you're an entertainer, if you're a singer, you can play an instrument. If you have something you want to teach you, if you're a scientist. I mean, I had a scientist come to my workplace and wanted to do a video on his, what he does for a living. And I can't say what he does for a living because it's top secret because he works at Raytheon. But <laughs> everybody today can be a celebrity if they have a cause, a meeting. But the thing is, is about a, being a performer, it's lending your voice and your face to a cause. And no matter how much you want to entertain people with whatever you have, you have to have a charity or some kind of cause behind whatever you're doing. Because if you're doing it just solely for yourself, people will take notice that you're selfish that way. So that's when they, they take you outside the box. They want to know what you believe in, what you care about. Do you care about animals? Do you care about the, the environment? Do you care about protesting right now? Do you care about people uh, making the perfect mask? That is the new number one statistic on online right now, is how to make the perfect mask. Uh, do I use carbon fibers with charcoal? Do I use material that overlaps? So today is about how do you teach others what you know and what you want to pass on? Right. So what do you want to pass on? Yes, great product. Love it. 
It has a smooth finish and it's very organic and vegan. So if you know what, if you want an organic finish, definitely use Temp 2. Well, Jennifer, I'm going to get you some Temp 2. I think you're I, beautiful I, though. Honestly, baby, I need something. Because I, I, I have the face. face. I'm a girl with a face for radio. I have a face for radio. Oh boy, you guys both suck because you guys are very good looking individuals. You just need to put on your best clothes like you're date. This is about hanging out with our friends. Jennifer said, don't wear a tie, don't wear it's about hanging out with your right, friends. friends. You can hang out with your best friend. You want to look good. True. Not as so much. You don't know my friends. You, actually, you might know one of them if you lived in Hollywood 20, 30 years ago. I'll tell you that. I probably did because uh, I used to run with a very big crowd back in the day. You know, I used to go at to the, party. At the rainbow and the, and the whiskey. Yes. And the coconut teaser. Well, Vince might have been knocked. You might have been knocking on Vince's door back in those days. Well, who are we talking about? Vince Neal? That's right. How did well, you know? Well, yeah, I kind of, I used, my girlfriends used to date all of them. Every, everyone sent uh, through Poison, uh, Duffy, uh, gosh, Rat, all of the, I used to. Uh, well, she seems uh, like a fun girl. Actually, the funny part is, is I, I used to like run around with the, the people that uh, uh, clothed Cher uh, from mm. Chrome Hearts back in the day. So we used to party back in the day uh, with all those heavy hitters. I was... Um, I don't know. I used to be a big traveler of the rocker crowd, you know, Iron Maiden, all of them. So uh, <laughs> I've had my fair share. But then I settled down with, you know, more of the Sting and Peter Gabriel crowd. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely have had my fair share. And I I know David Spade uh, used to be on the Just Shoot Me show back Good. in the day. So my friend, my friend Brian was on that show. I used to love that. I started that show. Do you know show. Brian Posey? Do you know Brian? Brian Posey? Posey? Yeah. What did he do? He was on Just Shoot Me. Wasn't he the I male guy? I, I swear to God, I knew everybody because we were all like a, a family. And I was on that show for seven years. So, wow. I, yeah, I was on it from the pilot all the way to the very end. And I loved every single person on it. Laura Sancomo and Wendy and uh, Wendy Malik. <laughs> Wendy Malik, OMG, the woman of all. Of George Siegel. Wasn't George Siegel on that? Yes. Oh my Pat God, I love Georgie. Georgie Patton was himself. Patton himself. Rico was one of my favorites because, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is Rico uh, was working on the pandemic movie um, when we were on Shoot Me. So when he was working on pandemic and coming back, and he was like, oh, that was so hard. Oh, my gosh. And I loved I loved working with that cast. I was very lucky. And, and I even got to work on uh, Naked Truth. I don't know if you remember back in the day. You know, um, I mean, I'm an old school girl. So I don't know if you remember um, my mentor and my, I just absolutely love him. But Bernie Burlstein, Bernie Burlstein and Brad Come Burlstein. on. Come on. Stop. Real Steen Gray. Stop. Mark works there. Gervitz. You know Mark Gervitz? 
My yes. friend Mark Gervitz is there. That's, he's, he's a partner at Brill Steve. Well, yeah, like All I right, let's keep moving. Let's get out of here. Name dropping. People are going to get confused. Well, say, the funny thing is, is these name droppers, they don't know who we're talking about because it was 20, 30 years ago. And today, all of those heavy hitters are different places, like George Siegel's on a totally different show. Jennifer Lewis is all on a different show. Everybody's on a different show now. But, you know, the fun part is, is that we're moving ahead. Everybody what's, is moving ahead. What's your email address? The, the, the audience wants to know your email address. And because you do consulting and coaching, we should tell people. Arizona Wildcraft Entertainment at what? Gmail. What is it? Wildcraft? Arizona Wildcraft Entertainment at oh, Gmail. It's all the way Arizona. Arizona. I'm going to type it myself. Wildcraft with a K, right? Yep. Craft with a K. Arizona Wildcraft and Entertainment. Nope, K with a K, not a C. And it's just A Z. Hey. I'll give it to you. AZ. Jen, do you see me? Jen, do you see me? I'm back. I do. What happened? I don't know what happened. I bumped something, you know. I bumped. But we got Ramin up next. She's here. Yeah. You know what? I will do it to you because you. Everybody spells my name wrong, and everybody spells my company's name wrong. So I got used to it a long time ago. Is that right, everybody? Boom. How about that? AZ Wildcraft Entertainment at G. Okay. Michael, do you see it? Cut and paste that in. Leela, thank you so much for being with us today. You're a lovely friend in the business. Thank and you so much. I always feel like my brush with uh, stardom when we visit. You've got some amazing advice. You are so generous with the work that you do for the industry, for thank people you. who are starting out, for people who want to get into the industry. Uh, you've always been extraordinarily supportive, and you're a real activist on behalf of the artists who work in entertainment. And I thank you for that. Thank you very much. And I would like to have you both on my show too, Arizona Wildcraft News. We would love to be, you could handle it. And by the way, F you Carol Baskin. <laughs> I don't know what that means. She knows what that means. Listen, we'll have her, we've got to have Ramin back because she's got a terrible connection. Ramin's uh, on right now. Here she yeah. is. That was me with a terrible connection. There's my friend. Hi. And with her sweet hands. How are you, love? Good. I'm okay. Sorry, I'm a little bit of a wreck. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to. You had, a, you had a challenging day. Listen, we'll have you back because we've literally run out of time. Yeah. Ramin is the host of her own amazing world of cookbooks. She's an award-winning journalist. She's a chef. She's an author. She's gorgeous. And more than anything else, 
She is somebody who I asked as my friend in the business to come on and talk a little bit about having difficult conversations and how to make any conversation that's difficult a little bit easier to have when you make some delicious food to have it with. <laughs> Ramin is, of course, famous for her historical novels. And in her, in her life these days, she also works for the Westport, Connecticut Historical Society and is pioneering in the looks back at some of the culinary traditions historically found. I saw one of George Washington. Yes. Yep. George Washington had a cook that became well-known in his own right, and it's going to be a fascinating conversation. But in her own life, Ramin has had conversations about difficult topics related to race. And I was hoping she'd come on with us to, to help us feel like we're doing the right thing. And I didn't even know what the right thing was or how to even ask the right question. Um, but she had on her end, all kinds of things, including a bad connection. So Ramin, can we have you back on? Yes, absolutely. I'm so sorry. It was like, in fact, my whole afternoon was taken up with these conversations yeah. uh, with my work as the executive director of the Westport Museum uh, for History, Westport Historical Society. So apologies and then the connection, but I would love to. I'd absolutely love to come back. And Is there any one thing that as a mom and as a historian, as a journalist, you can share with us just one thought to get us on a trajectory through the week that, that could maybe help us all have more of what we need to be kinder and more, more awoke? Well, you know, as a historian, what I always talk about is that, unfortunately, not just in America, but around the world, the way history is taught is as points on a factual timeline in the past, which they are, which it is. But each step on that timeline is a march toward the present and the future. And it's really important to understand that so that you can empathize with the fact that where people are today is the collective experience of all that came before. And, and by the way, individuals may not be able to identify that for themselves. They not be, be not, may not personally be able to say, I feel the way I do because of X and X and X and X going back 300 years. But the truth is, they do, right? So you don't have to be able to self-identify that historical fact as the, what has built your present, but it is there. And I think that as listeners, assume that that's there and that's the informing fact. Um, and also, I would say, don't assume that people's true anguish relates to you personally. It's not about you personally, right? It's anguish. Of, well, that's what I tell people. Don't take... The two well, that, things, don't take anything personally and don't right. assume anything. That's I right. tell my kids that. They're like, what? But, but and they want to argue about it, how it's a whole personal thing. And I'm like, what? That's part of the four agreements. Don't. It's not personal. It's not personal. And I think it's easier for parents, maybe, or it should be, because we learn with our own children. When your child is upset, or especially when they're very little and they can't articulate, or they're having a bad day, the best thing to do as a parent is just to say, I hear you. I'm listening. I'm not judging you. And you may feel like, stop yelling at me, kid. I feel that way with my 14-year-old. Like, why are you biting my head off? But, you know, you have to kind of hold your tongue um, and understand it's not about you and just listen because it's not, it's bigger than all of us. 
So we're going to have this juicy, juicy conversation with my friend with sweet hands, Ramin Ganeshram, one of my all-time favorite friends from the world of food. I love her books. I love the way she speaks and thinks and writes. I love the way that she makes our world taste delicious through the work that she does with her intention and and with her spirit. And and for that, I'm enormously grateful. She's here today and she's going to be back with us later again this week. Absolutely. We are going to have this conversation because it's going to be fascinating. Believe me. I, would love I may to. even wear a collar for that one. You should. You should. <laughs> and a powder wig. Should I wear yeah. a powder wig? Yes. Yeah, so, well, no, I won't. But I can. I'll but, tell you guys. But, but just so we know, later on this week, you know who's coming to be with us later on this week? Zarella Martinez oh, is coming sorry. to be on with this. Uh, Bonnie Meyer is coming from Meyer Family Vineyards from Napa Valley. She has written and have you re read her book? I feel like I'll, I I'll send you all the information. It is such a touching, moving memoir. Oh, it sounds like a sensitive week. Is this a, a, a human woman haters club sensitive week? Oh, no, 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 no. What her are you husband, doing to me? Her husband started the all time, what I'm going to call, like, I have friends who are athletes and people in the entertainment business, but all my athlete friends love Silver Oak and their family started Silver Oak Vineyards, which is one of the first superstar Cabernets out of California. Yeah. But that's only that's like such a small part of this story. If you know that wine and the wines they're making today are just as good or even better than the wines that got them on the map in the first place. Wow. We're talking about wine this week. Bartholomew Broadbent is coming on with us this week of Broadbent Selections. Hello. Nice. Can I call him, can I call him Bart? Can I call him Bart? Look at that. Roger Luchan. That's my old roommate in college. Hey, listen, guys, thank you so much, Ramin Ganeshram. Sorry, I couldn't be here before. I hope everything's okay. We'll talk later. Michael. Thank you, Ramin. You're welcome. What a sweetheart. Right? Let's have her every day. Can I, can I switch her for you? Yes. What? what? If, you, if you were ever going to do that, you'd totally want her. She's like, she's the best there is. What I about am Leela? We, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about Leela behind her back. What do you want to say? I'm not prepared to do that because I am I am just ready you can to say good things. When you get home, listen, hug your kids, count your blessings, cook for your friends, do it with a really good intention, and remember that every tool you cook with is a magic wand that lets the love that you put in the food that you cook for people that you care about flow through to the finished food. Trust oh me when God. I tell you. Don't oh my God! I need to, I need to find the barf emoji. What are you talking? What is going on? You're so sensitive today. Wah. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.